Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Chris O'Brien is on special assignment, and I think he's actually also instructing somebody on how to become a tour guide of the Grand Canyon. And that keeps him occupied. And as Chris O'Brien explores the Grand Canyon, we're exploring the other side of the pond with Philip Mantle. He's joining us, and we're going to talk about what he's up to about British UFO research. And a author of his publishing company, Andrew Pike, is going to be on the Paracast in the next week or two. He's got a new book out. Kind of a scientist looking at Rendlesham. We'll ask him about that later. Philip, welcome back to the Paracast. Good evening. It's my pleasure. Thank you. We have special guest host Kurt Collins, who has decided to take another stab at it. You keep trying to get out of the UFO field, and it never seems to work. Well, that's right. You know, I've got research to do, but, uh, you know, the public side of it, I don't know. There's lots of squabbles and things, and so, you know, I do kind of want to avoid those. Well, I don't want to get heavily into squabbles, but we kind of get forced into it. So we have, and I don't know if you follow this, Philip, we have issues regarding what is the largest American UFO research organization, MUFON. Do you follow any of that stuff at all? I was a member of MUFON uh, many, many years ago when uh, Walter Andrus uh, was uh, in charge. But um, since then, you know, I, I've not followed what's been happening with it. Don't, don't take a lot, a lot of, uh, of notice, I'm afraid. Well, maybe you're better off. Now, Walt Andrus was running MUFON like decades ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Walt was there certainly in the in the late eighties and nineties, I think, and uh, he came and stayed with me at my home here in the UK, and, and you know, lectured a couple of times for us. And I lectured at the uh, Mofon conference. I think it was in somewhere down south in uh, nineteen ninety six. Um, I think it was in the Carolinas, Greensboro. Is that North Carolina? And, and we kept him in, in regular contact until he, he retired. And, uh, you know, at, the, at that time, I, I, my family was growing up, so I took a short break from all things UFOs. A bit like Kurt. I couldn't keep out of it forever. I think I lasted a few months. But, uh, but no, I, 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 don't, I don't have any official dealings with MUFON at all. Well, it gets kind of crazy because there have been organizational issues. But there's one thing we are going to ask you about which is a matter of concern, but generally in UFO research. And I think the consideration here is what happens to a UFO organization that claims to be a scientific organization when it starts bringing in entertainment-related elements. Now, Kurt, you haven't been on the Paracast from much of the time we've talked about the MUFON follies. You've been following it, or would you rather not? Well, I have uh, I have kept up with things, you know, seen the, the controversy over the personalities. And, and I heard a lot of complaints about the topic of their last symposium, about it heavily dealt with the secret space program and and uh, secret bases on Mars and things like that. It seemed it seemed very outlandish. Well, this is an issue that you wonder about here, whether and I'll ask you how we you do it in the UK, Philip, but. You want to bring people to your symposiums. You want to build membership. 
So do you bring in people who can only bring entertainment and not valid information for the sake of selling tickets? How would you approach that, Philip? Well, I mean, that, that is one, one way to look at it. I mean, I, I used to be part of the British UFO Research Association, which was the largest you know, UFO group in Britain. Um, we had around a thousand members, and you know, I, I took it at one stage a I'll put this in inverted commas a commercial uh, look at the subject, and we were actually one of our conferences was part sponsored by uh, Sony, and I thought it was pretty good uh, because we needed finances to to stay alive to keep the organisation running, and a, a small degree of entertainment you know can't hurt if it attracts people and it attracts financing uh, bearing in mind that most members if if they're active members you know are spending their own money on the investigations and so on or we certainly did here so i think it's all right up until a point but you know we had a, a an entertainment consultant and he was an actor and still is an actor and his name is called nabil shaban uh, Nabil's a disabled actor, he's in a wheelchair permanently, but he's appeared in Doctor Who and many movies and a lot of stage plays. But he was our consultant. He was part of the organisation for a while. And he was very helpful uh, in, in, in that instance. So we didn't go too far. I mean, some of my colleagues didn't like it. I have to be honest, Gene and Kurt, they didn't like these any any mention of a commercial side to it. But uh, when the commercial side was dropped uh, and the membership dropped, and Bufora, sadly, only really exists in, in name now with just one or two active members. So it went from a 1,000 down to nothing. So it's a fine dividing line, but... You can't go too far. That, that's my honest opinion without knowing a lot of the details about what's happened at Newfon. So, you know, a pinch of it's okay. But it's like if, if you go to the uh, the conferences, for example, in Roswell, they always have, you know, a, a TV star there or somebody who's appeared in the movies, and that kind of thing. And that attracts the audience into a certain degree. But it's only, you know, a sampling. There's only a snippet of that there. It's not the whole essence of, of, of the conference in Roswell. It's just a little part of it, which is nice, you know. Like I say, as long as you don't go too far, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Okay, so that's that's interesting. And I was wondering about um, the, the relationship. You, you mentioned the commercial interest and things, but, I mean, was this a uh, – was the entertainment kept separate from the, the ufology a examination of things. I know sometimes they capitalize on things like movies, like Close Encounters or ET, but usually that's just to draw people, and it doesn't involve the cases that are examined. And there's there's a distinct separation between re- fantasy and reality, and it seems like that's not happening now in in some of the conferences. Uh, did, did did they keep it separate there in the, these conferences you're talking about? Well, the, the one I organised um, that we had a commercial, which was Sony Music. The idea was that Jeff Wayne was reissuing his musical version of War of the Worlds, um, and Jeff Wayne himself was going to speak at the conference about his research and his interest in H.G. Wells and War of the Worlds. Unfortunately, the day before, he got stung by a bee, and he's allergic to bees, so it made him very ill, so he, he couldn't. And a colleague of mine uh, filled in, 
But a representative of Sony Music came to the conference, uh, gave away some free CDs. We, we had some posters up and we had a, an interview area. And the interview area just had a large backdrop, which was basically provided by Sony Music, which was the cover of the album of, of, of War of the Worlds. And all the interviews were done to that. So it didn't really intrude to any day, degree. I mean, it was a two-day conference uh, with one sort of talk about you know, H.G. Wells and, you know, the, the, the famous broadcast, you know, in back in the 30s. And um, so it was an interesting side issue to it. But I would say 95% of the conference thereafter and surrounding it was all seasoned UFO researchers from different parts of the world and so on. So and, and they paid us, you know, a, a fee for uh, being allowed to do that. And I, I thought it was a, a great success. And I you know, sadly, we didn't build on that because, uh, you know, it worked. It, it wasn't a great intrusion into what the conference was about, uh, but we gained some kudos from it. And we got a little bit of money as well. So, but like I said, if it goes too far, then, you know, it, it's, it's no longer ufology, is it? It's entertainment. You Let's know. let us do a break. More to come with Philip Mantle. Guest co-host is Kurt Collins. You're in the Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. 
Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Have you ever lost your power and wanted to simply flip a switch to get the lights back on? If so, pay close attention because huge discounts are now available in solar generators. Perfect for backup power outages and emergencies. Portable solar generators provide life-saving electrical power when you need it most. And, unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no dangerous fumes, and produces an endless supply of electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running secretly in your own home. Right now, get a $5,000 solar generator for just $995 while supplies last. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more. That's MySolarBackup.com. GCN listeners use coupon code GCN at checkout for this special offer. MySolarBackup.com. Use coupon code GCN. EMP protection available at an additional charge. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Kurt Collins is our guest co-host. Philip Mantle is our guest. A reminder we have another radio show we'd like you to hear. It's called After the Paracast. We can never predict what's going to happen. Last week, we had a special appearance from Greg Bishop, and he's doing a new book on contactees that'll be out shortly with another author, okay, Adam Rightly, and that's going to be fascinating, and we'll talk to them when the book is closer to release or when it is released. Anyway, After the Paracast is only available if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com to get more information and simple sign-up instructions. Kurt Collins, our guest co-host, as we said. And Philip, you were talking about Sony being like a sponsor to a UFO event, but kind of staying out of the scene, behind the scenes or having separate events. They didn't get up there and get in your face. You see, it's not like the same thing where politicians need money in the U.S. to run for office and they get it from special interests. And then what they do is they alter their beliefs and approach to those special interests. Here you got money from someone as a sponsor kind of like a sponsor on a TV show where you're not forced to do anything in terms of product placement. Well, look at this now. When you will see a UFO, you should then turn on your iPhone and watch a Sony movie or something. It, it wasn't blatant from what you tell me. With conference proceedings, and I think there's a little advert in there saying it was sponsored by, you know, they were releasing the new updated version of Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. If you haven't heard it, it's really good, but... So, no, it, it was a side issue. It worked very well. I mean, in fairness to Sony Music, I mean, I spoke with one of their, I met one of their head representatives, and 
they said they didn't want to take over the whole conference because it would spoil it for what it was. They were quite happy to just play a small part in it and, and, and give us a small fee. And they were delirious with the coverage they got. It suited them down to the ground. I mean, they had a lot of money, you know, for marketing this thing. Uh, we managed to get a, a little bit of that and we were quite happy. But like I said, there was still, uh, you know, some of my colleagues not happy about having any commercial endorsement, if you like, or sponsorship whatsoever. So, you know, you know, these are voluntary organizations. And if we could get funds from places like Sony Music or movies or whatever, as long as it doesn't take over, then I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But it's just if you go too far, that's the problem. I mean, I don't know what MUFON's finances are like. I have no idea. Uh, they might have to do it I, 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 to keep themselves alive. I wouldn't know. You know, it's really none of my business. So, But uh, it, it is a fact of life. And, um, and I, mean, I mean, I wish MUFON all the success in the world. I've nothing against them. You know, I wish we could have carried on here at Bufora, but it didn't work, I'm afraid. Philip, I'd like to hear more about the, the structure of the of ufology in the UK. You know, MUFON almost dominates it uh, here. And, and when you think of UFOs and, and they put someone on television, more often than not, it's it's uh, it's somewhat from MUFON. So so who's who's representing ufology there? And I, I think most of what we get in the U.S. is is like the tabloid coverage of the subject, which is terrible so so what's what's happening with ufology and how does the media treat it in the uk well you know it's a sad fact that there is no organization like um there used to be I mean, like i said before uh, when i was there had a membership of about a thousand you know and we were the, the the central focus for most of the media um because before it or was the oldest UFO group in the UK. I mean, they're still officially going, but there's only a handful of them there, and, and they don't do virtually anything. So there is no one focal point uh, for UFO study in the UK anymore. There are a number of um, regional groups, you know, in, in different counties. There are um, several magazines uh, that are published online, uh, some of which have a subscription, some of which are free. But again, uh, you know, there's no main magazine. I suppose the main one is the 14 Times, but it's not ufology. It's, it's a mix of all kinds of things. And there are, you know, um, a few conferences um, here and there. But again, nothing on the scale that there used to be. Um, certainly back in the 90s, you know, conference would be five, six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand people. Uh, today, it's a few hundred. Uh, and they're not, uh, you know, they don't have the funds behind them either. So it's not surprising, uh, Kurt, that the, you know, the tabloid um, news media um, is, 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 is looked upon by outsiders as the sort of official voice of ufology in the UK simply because there is no official voice. There is, there is no one platform for releasing your research. Uh, most of mine goes, you know, if I have something to publish, I send it to just about anybody and everybody uh, free of charge, not just in the UK, but around the world. And if they want to use it, fine. If they don't, well, you know, that's okay with me. 
So it's, you know, there isn't a focal point anymore. And I think that's kind of sad, you know, I really do. And I think also when we look at um, ufology in general, I don't think there's a focus point, you know, anywhere, really. Um, probably hasn't been since Dr. Heineck died. You know, he was well-respected. He was looked upon as a, you know, a, a sane voice for the subject. Um, I'm not saying you have to agree with that or it's just my perspective on it, but it's never been really the same since. And um, if that will change, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you know, anybody can start a website now, can't they, and call themselves whatever. I mean, you know, when I first, when I started, there was no such thing as the internet, certainly not in public domain anyway. Um, so, so things have changed a lot. And you have to think for yourself, is it for the good or for the detriment of the subject? Uh, I don't know. I want to, well, that reminds me of something. Uh, there was a big event, I think it was about a year ago, uh, Eric Von Daniken Legacy Night. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know the gentleman that was, was the main organizer, Steve Mira, and um, they also had another event um, in Manchester later in the year, and they've got another one next year. Um, but, you know, it's not just uh, UFOs, it's a whole mixture of things. It will be well attended, it's well organized, and, and I think the pricing structure is, is quite reasonable. And um, I'm sure it'll be a great success, but it's, it's not ufology. Steve is primarily a paranormal researcher. He's involved with a, um, an online, I think it's an online TV company of some respect. Uh, and and uh, he works on it full time. And, and, and he's a smashing guy. He, he really is, he's Steve. But, uh, you know, the conference is not my cup of tea, but that's just me. That's, that's just my, my, my own interests. But I, I'm, I'm no doubt it'll be well organized and, and, and there'll be some good presentations. But it covers a whole lot of different fields. Like you said, you know, they had a celebration of, of, of Eric von Daniken, um, whom I met many years back in, in, in Austria, believe it or not, in Vienna at a conference. We've got more to come with Philip Antle and Kurt Collins. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. A commemorative President Trump dollar for only $5? Yes, the historic Trump dollar starts at only $5 at trumpdollar.us. Choose from our unique three-coin collection in gold, silver, and copper. The Vote Trump dollar, inaugural Trump dollar, and Make America Great Again Trump dollar. Available only at trumpdollar.us. Minted in the USA, our Trump dollars commemorate President Trump's patriotic stand. Order your Trump dollar collection today in time for Christmas delivery at trumpdollar.us. That's trumpdollar.us. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, The Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio. We were comparing, by the way, the weather in the different parts of the world in which we live. So here in Arizona right now, as we record this episode, it's 65 degrees. Philip Mantle, what city are you located in? I'm... Um not far from the city of Leeds in the north of England, in West Yorkshire. And uh, it's been very cold all the night. We've had some frost. So it, it was down to, you know, just above freezing last night. But um, And I've been out today on the German market, and it's, it is very cold. Nice and bright, but very cold. Kurt, 
Central Mississippi, partly cloudy, 68 degrees. It's warmer than Arizona. I am freaked out. Okay. Now, the reason, of course, that I brought up this UFOs and entertainment factor is because of all the controversy about MUFON. And I'll ask about the subject that Kurt raised earlier. But we did receive a couple of comments in our forums about last week's appearance of Jan Harzam, the executive director of MUFON. Kurt, you probably noticed this, suggesting that maybe we were not tough enough on him. So do you think we were supposed to browbeat him into submission? I I didn't hear the show, but I think the complaints, uh, most of the information is not that new. And so I don't think that if you're going to have a guest on, you should continue to cover the, the same issues. I think he's also very committed in his position. And whatever you say is not really going to change his mind. So there's definitely a balance. You want that organization represented. You want him to hear what he has to say. But no, I don't I don't think you have to, to blast him. And after all, I think it's more interesting if someone is presenting a unusual perspective, let's say, let them talk and give them the opportunity to expose those views. And if they're unbalanced, well, that's better to have them expressed in full. Yeah, the back and forth doesn't always work here. And we know Jan Harzan has a very slick presentation. And I raised the questions because we've talked about them before, but we wanted his answer, his position. You now know his position and you can take it or leave it. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of blowback, Philip, because they featured stories about the secret space program at the last MUFON symposium. Now, this is an issue that comes up occasionally. We've talked about it on the Paracast over the years. Is there any discussion of this nature in the UK, Philip? Not to my knowledge. I mean, it might be, you know, online. And uh, it kind of surprised me. Well, I thought half of Americans didn't believe that we actually went to the moon in the first place. So not a topic I would, you know, delve into at all. But um, certainly none of my colleagues have mentioned anything to me about secret space program. I mean, there are people online who discuss it. it's, It's not a topic for me. So I don't take any notice of it, Gene, to be perfectly honest. For me, with the greatest of respect... I would put it on the same plate as the flat earth, you know. Uh, I just think it's nonsense. Uh, But that's just my own opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. It's just my opinion. I I don't know a great deal about it. Uh, And it's not something I'll I'll bother with, to be perfectly honest. The basic theory, Philip, is this. We know there are secret space probes sent up, spy satellites. That's an open secret. Secret space program means that after the Americans... Stop going to the moon. Officially, publicly, they did it secretly using black project money. They possibly set up bases on the moon and on Mars and may be doing so in concert with alien beings. Now, none of this is proven. I don't think any of it can be proven except by silly inferences like, for example, what was it? Former Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld once talked about trillions of dollars of missing money before 9-11, the day before. And the official explanation is that's an accounting matter, not the physical disappearance of money. But when you get stuff like that, it gives rise to theories that there are trillions of dollars floating around that we know nothing about 
and they're engaged in black projects, and those things may involve advanced science. On the other hand, if we have been exploring space with manned probes since the 70s, wouldn't our ability to send rocket ships up there have advanced far more than it did? Well, exactly. And, and you probably wouldn't have had to shuttle disasters as well. To me, it's just a fantasy. That's all it is. I mean, I wouldn't give it, you know, space nor time. I think it's just gibberish. You know, people don't, if you just think about it and just look logically, people don't realize how difficult, first and foremost, it is to get into space. You know, I don't care how much money you've got. You know, getting into space is an ex- still an extremely risky thing to do. And, and w- when we talk about space, we're still talking about, you know, just in orbit around the planet Earth, not going any further. And then there's all these rumors, well, why didn't they go back to the moon? Well, you have to look at, you know, the reasons for the moon landings. This was propaganda. This was, you know, a space race to beat the Russians. And once that was done, it was over and done with. You know, there's no diamonds. There's no oil on the moon. It's, you know, and just to go there for scientific reasons, costing, you know, you you may well be talking trillions just to get to the moon and back anymore. So it's just hogwash. And, of course, you know, I don't care even if you had whatever technology. It's got to take off from somewhere. You've got to build the hardware. You've got to make it. You know, there's no factories on the moon. I just think, you know, the secret space program, uh, so-called, is is just today's latest conspiracy theory. It, it, it will do the rounds. Some people will believe in it, but then some people will believe in anything. Uh, and it will, at some point, fade away and be replaced by uh, something else. You know, what? who knows? But, I, I, you know, I wouldn't give it the time of day. And I certainly, and this is, again, with the greatest respect to move on, I think in a sense here that there's no problem bringing up theories, but to devote an entire symposium at MUFON to this theory that has no proof whatever is just absurd. And they did tell us, at least Jan Harzan did, that they had a pretty good attendance, which says to me, well, that's why... You had a good attendance. People came there for entertainment value. I guess he thinks that if you do stuff like that, you will get people to legitimately join MUFON and they can continue to do research. But I'm not at all sure what kind of research they're doing. It doesn't seem as if they've accomplished anything. I think they might have reached a point where it was going nowhere. And you either expand the organization or have it erode and die, as most UFO organizations do, as you know, Philip. And therefore, they said, let's try entertainment. Well, they may well have done. I mean, I, I don't know their reason behind it. I think also MUFON were involved with the TV series Hangar One as well. So there is an, an entertainment aspect there as well. To devote a whole symposium um, uh, on this subject, you know, I, I mean, I, I've been an, a conference organizer. I was the conference organizer for Bufora for many years, and that simply would not have happened. You know, if this was the latest conspiracy theory and we thought it might attract a few people, okay, you may have one. I mean, we had the Arthurius Society speak at one of our conferences, but just one speaker out of the whole two days, and it's not something I agree with. Uh, and it's not something, you know, I, I, I would spend too much time on. But the presentation was well made. 
you know, it, it didn't attract a huge audience, but it went down well. And that's that's the way, I, personally, I would have wrote something like this. But, um, you know, it's difficult, you know, because I've been a part of, uh, uh, you know, an organisation and trying to keep it afloat and trying to generate revenue, uh, not just out of the members' pockets from, you know, from their membership fee. So I can understand it to a degree, but I would never, ever take it that far. Like I say, I, I do agree with you. I think it's ridiculous. I, I, I just would not do it. I would rather our membership go down somewhat than go down that route, to be perfectly honest. We'll have more with Philip Mantle. Guest co-host is Kurt Collins. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hello, Mr. Anderson. The NSA has noticed how much time you spend on conservative news sites. We have no choice but to consider you a domestic terrorist. Tired of your internet activity being monitored by Big Brother? Get VirtualShield.com, the world's easiest-to-use virtual private network. Browse the web anonymously, leaving pesky advertisers and spies in the dust. Get started today at VirtualShield.com. Take advantage of our free 30-day trial. VirtualShield.com. You have the right to remain private. Actual testimonials from real Numana customers. I've tried all kinds of food storage, and Numana is by far the best. I'm a single mom with two teenage boys and a full-time job. I don't always have time to cook a four-course meal. That's where Numana has been such a blessing. I can spend less time in the kitchen and more time on what matters most, like helping with homework. Find out for yourself. Order online at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. Numana is... The stores I love to eat. Yum! Thepowermall.com. This just in, before your doctor gives you another antibiotic prescription that you don't want, get this free report, The Miracle of Garlic, Your First Home Medicine. This free report is filled with easy kitchen remedies for common colds, flus, sore throats, ear infections, and more. Plus, learn to boost your immunity before you get sick. Go now to GCNWellness.com, just like it sounds, GCNWellness.com to get your free report, The Miracle of Garlic. Click GCNWellness.com.
Back pain doesn't take vacations. It never celebrates holidays. It's on the job 24-7 to keep your life exactly where it is, in limbo. But it doesn't have to be that way because Laser Spine Institute can help you take back your life from chronic neck and back pain. With a less than one inch incision, our minimally invasive procedures have provided relief to over 60,000 patients with a 97% patient satisfaction rate. So get ready to stand tall and live the life you've imagined for yourself without pain. Are you or a loved one suffering from a bulging disc? herniated disc, spinal stenosis, pinched nerve, or degenerative disc disease? Call our spine care consultants now at 855-510-BACK. For a no-cost MRI review and to learn more, it's time to say goodbye to chronic neck and back pain. Call 855-510-BACK to see if laser spine surgery is right for you. That's 855-510-BACK. What have you got to lose? Laser Spine Institute, the leader in minimally invasive spine surgery. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? We continue with UK UFO researcher Philip Mantle, kind of focusing a bit on American UFO research, but I guess you can see why. And we have guest co-host Kurt Collins. Kurt, you wanted to bring up another matter. Well, the, we were talking about entertainment, and it, we, we can't avoid the topic of Tom DeLonge. He's promoting uh, this new organization to the stars and, and calls it an Academy of Arts and Sciences. But what he was doing before he announced this was a series of, uh, of books, both fiction and nonfiction, apparently graphic novels and his plans for a documentary and feature films, which – I mean, there's a lot of fiction in that, a whole lot of fiction. And now he's he's introduced a, a team of of people, both uh, uh, scientists, ex-government people and researchers who seem to be all qualified, but it's tied to an entertainment company. So what are we to make of this? And well, this this seems exactly the kind of com- contamination that, that we've been expressing concerns over. Philip, are you are you familiar with this? And have you talked to any of people involved? Well, I've not talked to any of those involved. I, I just think he's, 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 you know, a rich star that's got nothing better to do with himself. This is this is this is his plaything. If it can generate some income from him for him as well, then 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 fine. I mean, you know, here in the UK, we've got you know people in the entertainment business that some of which I've met that have a long-standing interest in in the subject and a genuine interest, nothing to do with entertainment. And they haven't capitalised on it in in any great way. There's been one or two little documentaries, but nothing significant. But all I see in in what I've seen with Tom DeLong, that A, he's talking out on the back of his head with some of the statements he's made, uh, and B, it's all linked to, to, to making money for themselves. Like you said, to an entertainment company. If I were a betting man, I, I would bet that in a few years it will all end in tears. It'll disappear back and bring, you know, Blink 182 will reform and bring another album out or whatever it is they do, uh, and he'll move on and 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 he'll 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 disappear up a drain pipe somewhere, you know. 
that's the way I look at it. Now, the thing is here is they have some kind of Kickstarter-like program to raise money. And last we heard, which was last week, I haven't checked it since, they raised $2 million for whatever this thing is to the stars that DeLong is doing. Now, that's not a lot of money if this guy is as successful as he should be considering the money that was generated by the band he was a part of. But you also have to consider sometimes people in the show business, they end up squandering their money for this, that, or the other thing, you know, to live a highfalutin lifestyle or something like that. So I'm not saying that's what happened, but you have to wonder here what's going on. It's only going to end up in tears. It really is one way or another. You know, it'll end up, in my opinion, you know, nobody will get any money back. It'll be another scheme. Or we'll spend it on making some of these documentaries or movies or whatever you want to call them. And they'll end up being terrible. You know, we'll disappear back down a rabbit hole somewhere and go off to do his, his rock music or whatever. I mean, you know, go live in his mansion if he hasn't squandered his money. So... It's sad, but, you know, there you go. Um, leave him to it. I, you know, I'd, I'd stay well away. If, if That would be my advice to anybody. I'd keep well out of it. I really would. So, you know, maybe this is an indulgence. Now, some of our listeners have suggested we bring DeLong on the Paracast. Wouldn't that drive too much attention, do you think? What do you think, Philip? Well, I, if I was running a, a radio show, I mean, you do this for the love of it. You know, you're, not, you're certainly not in it for the money. I wouldn't, if, you know, if you think it might attract a, a bigger audience, then, you know, he's the man in the news at the moment. So I can see the other side of side of it. And, you know, we, we, we could say we might be, in a, be a bit unfair on Mr. DeLong. So it might be a good idea to get him on the Paracast and put these questions to him and, and see what he has to say. So, you know, you can look at it from a number of different ways, but um, personally, I'd stay clear. I wouldn't listen to a word he has to say. I have certainly no intention of reading any of his books. Um, uh, and the little bit I have read, you know, about, uh, I've just found it, you know, gibberish, to be honest. He, he looks to me as, he, as if he doesn't know very much about the subject, but, uh, you know, leave him to it and keep away. Some good may come of this. There's been a few people in the past who may be not so credible themselves, like Stephen Greer, that they have rounded up some some talented people, some uh, some good witnesses, some people that were involved in, in in government and things. So so while I think Tom DeLong himself can't offer as much, maybe some of these people he's contacted and persuaded to talk can be contacted and interviewed, and they can offer something. But I agree with with you, Philip. I don't, I don't think that that Tom DeLong is is going to be a source of anything except repeating old 80s and 90s uh, legends and myths and X-Files type stories. Yeah. I mean, I, I just look at it this way, Kurt. Um, if you are a, and I'll put this in inverted commas, a government insider, who would you talk to? Would it be to somebody in a rock band? I mean, I... It doesn't kind of add up to me. That's no disrespect to the people he's got on board. I'm sure they are who they say they are, but something just doesn't add up. I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. And and, and as for Stephen Greer, well, no comment. But, um, you know, I'd keep well away. I, I really would. Well, I don't say much about Stephen Greer. 
Harzan appears to be a friend of Stephen Greer, but there's no accounting for taste. All right. So let me ask you a question here. We don't have a large monolithic UFO research organization in the UK anymore. So what do you guys do there to get the work done? Well, I mean, one of the reasons that I no longer am part of uh, any UFO organization. And incidentally, a few years back, Jan Hazard did ask me to rejoin MUFON, and, and I declined the offer. You know, if you, if you join any organization, you have to abide by their rules and regulations and their hierarchy. Well, you know, I left that behind a long time ago. Um, so I just do what I want, when I want, and with whom I want. Uh, and it's as simple as that. And, and you know... St- Information still comes my way, you know, via whatever, by, via social media or through the mail or through email. And, and I'm quite content to do that and do my own thing. I've worked with colleagues still around the world. You know, I was speaking to a colleague yesterday in, in Argentina, uh, you know, and, and, and I'll leave it at that. I mean, there are others who want to be classed themselves as being a world-renowned user of this or world-renowned that. Well, they can, well I'll, I'll leave them to it. I don't make any claims like that. I, I, it's just a subject that has fascinated me from being a young man uh, and still does. And, uh, you know, I'll carry on whatever that fascination remains. I, I really will. Well, that's almost a better way of doing it. Well, I think so. That's, that suits me, Gene. You know, I, I've now retired from full-time employment. So my time is my, all my time is my own. So I can write, I can research. I mean, I went last weekend with a gentleman to interview his mum, who is 80 years old, uh, and she in a room full of her classmates back in 1952 uh, went outside into the summer sunshine at their school and, and, and viewed a, a, a formation of, of, of objects going over. So, you know, and, and that's just come out of the blue. That's just a gentleman I met. He, he happens to live quite near to me, and I just met him out. Uh, you know, he came out of nowhere. So I don't have to be a part of any organization like MUFON or BUFOR or anywhere else for me to continue my own personal interest and my own research in this subject. So that suits me. It might not suit others, you know, but it suits me. Speaking of your own research, uh, when a while back, this is in 2015, uh, you were um, you contributed to the Roswell Slides investigation. I, I recall that you had contacted a number of the of uh, uh, let's see, wasn't not archaeologists? Uh, it was uh, Egyptian mummy experts and things. Can you can you tell us just a bit about that? Absolutely, yes. I mean, when the Roswell Slides fiasco, as I would call it, you know, hit the headlines. And um, the, the one of the pictures of the the creature, whatever you want to call it, was released. So it made sense to me. So we'll pursue the Roswell slides or the not Roswell slides, as Kevin Randall calls them. In our next segment, a reminder that we'd like you to join the Paracast Plus. To find out more, go to plus.thepowercast.com. That's P-L-U-S dot thepowercast.com. If you're already a subscriber, well, thank you. If not, we offer the version of this show free of the network ads. We give you the After the Paracast podcast and other goodies. Go to plus.thepowercast.com. Once again, that's plus.thepowercast.com. That's where you'll get information on how to sign up and 
you're ready to download those special episodes. With Gene and Kurt, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But did you know you can have tax-free access to your life insurance while you're still alive? You can use the life benefits of your life insurance to grow your money with certainty and guarantees. No stock market risk, no tax risk, and no penalties. Call Life Benefits if you'd like a free book about how this can be done. Call 702-660-7000. That's 702-660-7000. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Philip Mantle, UK researcher, joining us. Guest co-host is Kurt Collins. And we got into a little Roswell slides or not Roswell slide stuff. Go ahead, Philip. Well, yeah, when the Roswell slide was released, you know, I think anyone with a pair of eyes could see that it was a mummy. So it just made sense to me to contact experts in that field. Went online, got a few websites that mentioned people in Egyptology and archaeology who specialised in mummies, and I just sent them the picture via email and didn't say a great deal of information about it because I just said, what do you think this is? And I was surprised. There was quite a number who replied and gave permission to use their real names and their professional status uh, and commented on it. There were one or two others who were prepared to comment but didn't want their real names used. And then a few never never replied at all. But it was just a way of, of research that I could do while I'm here. I'm not part of any organization. No one asked me to. I just took it upon myself. The 
information that was fed back to me from these various uh, experts, you know, I made readily available, I think to Kurt and others who were involved, I mean, anybody really, you know, it was just a very, very small part of what was like a loose team of people around the world who, who banded together um, to get to the bottom of the Roswell slides. And it didn't take long, you know, and it shows what can be done. Uh, you know, I didn't see MUFON championing the you know, cause behind it. And, and when we talk about entertainment, which we have been, if you look at the whole Roswell fiasco when they were unveiled in Mexico, well, that's that's exactly what it was. It was an entertainment event. It was like, da-da. It's quite sad, really. But, you know, we, we, we all banded together in an unofficial way and, and the results are there for everyone to see. Uh, and it was exactly what we thought it was. It was a mummy. And I can't remember the exact place where it was found now, but I know it was in, in, in the North America, in one of the Indian locations. And they even got the paperwork to prove that it was this particular mummy and so on, you know. So it proves what can be done, Gene, just by working together. You don't have to be part of an organization. So, you know, th- that is one great example of it. I think the Roswell Slides was an example of small groups of researchers working together for a common cause to solve something. And I just wonder, maybe we need more of that to get some progress in the UFO field? Well, exactly. I mean, you know, there was no organization behind it, no finance. But there are those with different uh, views, different ways of looking at the Roswell Slides that did band together. I mean, I just thought, well, it, it seemed obvious to me that this was a mummy, so why not ask the experts, you know, in, in this field? That was just an obvious thing to do. Uh, you know, I was I was at home, I had some time to do it, and I did it. There were others around the world did various other uh, things to, to get to the bottom of it, like, de, you know, de-blurring the placard on the front of the mummy, and it tells you exactly what it is, and so on. I agree entirely. I mean, you know, with any um, event, sighting, whatever you like, I think there's a, there is a, a, a great need for sharing the information. And we can look at the Roswell slides as an example and say, look, you know, I found this. This gentleman claims it's X. What do you think of it? And, and share it, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't mean we all have to agree either. But if you get a consensus of opinion, then it should show you that, you know, perhaps, you know, this is the way to go. And I, I you know, it's something I've always done, Gene. I mean, going back to certainly the 1980s, uh, two colleagues of mine published their first book. And when I read it, I, you know, about a third of the information in the book was, was what I'd supplied them. And they thanked me for it, which is great. But that, for me, was what it was all about. You know, this was research and if we don't share and we don't work together, then we'll never get anywhere at all. So I'm all for it, and and, and, and let's have more of it. That was the reason I brought up the case. The, the slides themselves are not very interesting. That was solved, but I thought that that was a good precedent for uh, this, this crowdsourced. I've heard people say that what needs to be done is like a curated crowdsourcing, and, and it doesn't have to be just solely trying to disprove something. I, I think it could be turned to other things like a – uh, a, a worldwide, oh, say like a Skywatch or something, and you could you could even calibrate that by having having people watch a, a celestial event or a, a satellite pass just to just test the coordination of information to see if everyone's 
able to, to see the same thing and record the details accurately. So I think there's a lot of potential for this, but I think it's, unfortunately, it takes something like the Roswell slides to get people focused on it. So otherwise you need uh, someone charismatic or otherwise to announce a project and then look look for support. You know, something like that, there, there has to be no money whatsoever. It's just an investment with the participant's time. And I think it can be really rewarding. I'd like to see some projects tried along those lines. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Roswell slide was an obvious thing because the, you know, there'd been a build up to it. You know, the excitement was building and there were snippets released, you know, on purpose by its marketers. Um, so, you know, it, it was a prime example. But with all kinds of events, no reason why we can't share it. But, you know, people have a vested interest, Kurt. You, you and Gene will know this as well as I do, that no matter what you do, they'll not believe you anyway. And it's not, like you said, it's not to disprove something. In fact, with, with the Roswell slides, it wasn't to dis- necessarily disprove it was a, a dead alien. It was to prove that it was, in fact, just a mummy. Um, so that's the way I looked at it, and I mean, some some photographs have come my way just recently, alleged UFO photographs, and I've, I've, they've gone out in the news media because that was one way of getting them out there. And I've you know I've shared all the information I have on them with a, a number of people around the world. So so, and hopefully you know they, they'll be able to make sense of them, and they'll say it's either a fake or it's a, it's real or whatever. So I, I agree that, you know, there should be more of it, but it really, it's, it's, a, it's a motivational thing. And you've got to keep money out of it, because as soon as money becomes involved, then accusations will fly one way or another. Um, so, you know, what will be the next thing that will motivate people to band together remains to be seen. It would be nice if it could be organised, but I think it, it, it will po- probably just kind of happen. So we'll see what happens next time. Let me ask you a question here. Maybe explain this to our listeners. We've had you on last year, and you became a publisher. Um, There are a number of small publishers around the world right now, and a few are doing paranormal books, anomalous books, for example. Richard Dolan has a Richard Dolan Press, things like that. Why did you do it? Why did I start publishing? Well... For one reason, really, I mean, I used to be um, a magazine editor, and this is how it all all started. And, and a, a gentleman by the name of Peter Chielibus in Poland wrote a couple of articles for me. And then a few years down the line, he actually sent me a manuscript of a book. Now, it wasn't for publication. Uh, Peter was trying to improve his written English, and... The manuscript laid there for about, I don't know, six months. I never even looked at it. I acknowledged I'd received it. But then I opened it and I thought, well, this is it's fascinating stuff. It really ought to be published. And um, so that's where the idea came from. I asked Peter if he, if he wanted to go down that line. Uh, and, he, 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 you know, he'd never personally thought about it. It wasn't why he sent it. And uh, a friend of mine by the name of John Hansen, who publishes the Haunted Skies series of books, which are excellent, by the way. He encouraged me and, and showed me how to become, uh, uh, you know, self-publishing. So that's what I did, you know. And UFOs Over Poland was was the first book I've published. And, you know, there's a lot of information in there that, 
you know, people would probably have never seen before, never read, simply because of the language barrier, Gene. We'll continue with the reasons why Philip Mantle got involved in publishing about UFOs and more. Our guest co-host, Kurt Collins, you're in the Paracast. Neighbors, we've made such a deal with HelloFresh, and it means that everyone listening to this show can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code PARACAST30. You know, with HelloFresh, you can choose the delivery day that works best for you. They've got a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And can you imagine me cooking Japanese panko chicken? It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It means also that you could actually get your meal cooked in 30 minutes. For busy people, this is perfect. The simple recipes include step-by-step instructions so even I can figure it out. Go to HelloFresh.com, use the offer code PARACAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. This just in, before your doctor gives you another antibiotic prescription that you don't want, get this free report, The Miracle of Garlic, Your First Home Medicine. This free report is filled with easy kitchen remedies for common colds, flus, sore throats, ear infections, and more. Plus, learn to boost your immunity before you get sick. Go now to GCNWellness.com, just like it sounds, GCNWellness.com to get your free report, The Miracle of Garlic. Click GCNWellness.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. 
Age-related macular degeneration is a leading cause of blindness in people over 55, but with treatment it can be slowed down, stopped, and in some cases reversed. Make sure you see your grandchildren grow. Protect your vision by requesting information about diagnosing and treating AMD. Call the Foundation Fighting Blindness today at 1-800-BLINDNESS for a free packet on reversing or managing AMD, or go to the website fightblindness.org where I found so much helpful information. Or again, call 1-800-BLINDNESS today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Better you than me. I never thought of being a book publisher, Philip Mantle. Maybe I should have in another life tried doing that. You know, I, I followed up UFOs of Apollo. The um, the author Dan Farkas, PhD, had written an article for me, which I found excellent. Dan says, "Well, I've got a lot of more information, but it's all in Romanian." So you know, he translated it, he put it into a book format, and I, and I published it accordingly. You know, from a financial point of view, I think I just about you know got my money back. So it, it certainly wasn't a money making exercise. I just wanted to be able to share this information with those you know who wanted it and um and i'm glad i did and and you know i'm still continuing to do that although i have a book now ready to go at some point on ufos in italy by dr roberto pinotti um i've also just published one that stirred up a, a little bit of a hornet's nest by andrew pike andrew pike's an astrophysicist in the UK, and he's called it the Rendlesham File, which is all about, you know, the Rendlesham Forest incidents back in December 1980 here in the UK. And um, again, you know, it's a fascinating book. Whether you agree with his conclusions or not is, is entirely up to you. But Andrew had self-published it back in 2005. And when I say self-published it, I think it was, you know, more on, on, on CDs and, and given away. And uh, I had no intentions of publishing it. And then he, I heard him complaining that, you know, no one would publish it. So I said, well, I will. And he updated it, published it. It's a huge, great tome. It's over 700 pages. Uh, I didn't know that when I agreed to, to, to publish it. You should have seen me editing it, Gene. It took me ages. But everybody's satisfied with the, 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 the finished product. But like I said, whether you agree with his conclusions or not is a different matter. But again, it's 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 providing that information to whoever wants to read it uh, at a reasonable cost. There has to be a cost. It's a book. You know, I can't print it for free of charge, I'm afraid. It's information that previously wasn't there in the public domain. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's all of Andrew's research on this particular incident. Uh, and there will be more to come in the future, I, I can assure you. We're going to have him on the show. So I don't want to prejudge what he's doing. But what do you think in general he brings to the table that we haven't heard already with other books about Rendlesham, all the endless discussions, all that sort of thing? Well, you know, ever since I became involved in UFO research, there's always been a, a saying that, you know, if only we had more scientists involved, if only we had this. But Andrew is a scientist. You know, he is a, a, a bona fide astrophysicist. He's not a UFO researcher. He makes that perfectly clear. 
and it's, it's this one instance that for whatever reason has, has, has interested him and he has taken a scientific look at the incidents in question he's not saying for example he's not a debunker he's not saying that these gentlemen didn't experience something peculiar he's saying yes I agree they did they had these bizarre events these bizarre sightings he chronologically lists them he goes he publishes it all in depth and then he'll look at various aspects of research like I said he's coming on your show so I won't, I won't put words into his mouth and he has come to his own conclusions from a scientific point of view uh, and what I've said is you don't have to agree with his conclusions but you certainly can't knock his, his methodology and his, his research the, the way he's gone about things so I, I think any scientific uh, addition to the uh, UFO research publications can can only be can only be appreciated we don't have a lot of scientists who are willing to work on the subject and you know have their name used I, I mean, I've, I've, I've had conversations with people down the years and, but I'm not allowed to use their names you know because it might spoil their careers or whatever but you know Andrew's not afraid of anything like that he, but he does make it quite clear he's not a UFO researcher he is a scientist and he's looked at it from a scientific point of view whereas you know I think every other publication or, or about this particular series of events has come from either ufologists or some of the witnesses were there or Nick Pope and so on. So I think it's, it's, it should be a refreshing look at the, the subject from a scientific point of view. And that should be welcomed. Like I said, you don't have to agree with his conclusions. Some people were already disagreeing with his conclusions before they've even read the book, which I found a bit odd, but there you go. But I think any, any scientific input should be welcomed. You know, Andrew will tell you all about it when you speak to him, Gene. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Might not agree with him, but I don't think you'll be disappointed. What is your feeling about the problems with Larry Warren and his particular position in this, where it turns out that he had lied about a lot of things in his life, supposedly, and there was a very public breakup with his co-author, Peter Robbins. And of course, that's part of what we find in the UFO field anyway, that people get together and they break up. They're like Simon and Garfunkel. So what is it there? How does someone like that get away for so long with basically well, making things up? The thing about Laurie is, you know, he has his supporters uh, and he has his detractors. What I've said to people is back in, uh, in the 90s when their book, Left at Eastgate, was published, to stay with me at my house uh, with my wife stayed a few days and they were perfect house guests i you know i couldn't have asked to to, to meet two nicer gentlemen uh i also attended a couple of their presentations because they were nearby and i distinctly remember that one of them larry said you know you take larry warren out of the story and there's still a story and then last year uh, I, I interviewed a gentleman called steve longero He's, he lives in the United States. He's a, a retired police officer now, but he was uh, at Rendlesham back in 1980. He was one of the security staff involved. Now, Steve had never gone on the record before. He was known as being one of the participants, but for some reason, you know, nobody had thought to interview him. So I interviewed him on the telephone and I asked him specifically if Larry Warren was there. 
did you see him? And he said, yes. And I asked him, I think, two or three times just to clarify it. And he said, yes, Larry, Larry was there. So make of that what you will. There are others that said, well, no, it wasn't there. So, you know, Larry, you know, is a character. And I haven't followed the, the fallout that, the, that's gone on because there's been a lot of arguments to and fro. To be honest, you know, it's not something I'm, I'm really that interested in. Um, I've got better things to do with my time than to see who's arguing with somebody about personal matters. Uh, and, and I've left them to it. I, I haven't really followed it that much. I know I know him and Peter Robbins are, are, are part of company and, and there was accusations going to and fro. At the end of the day, Gene, there will people that will believe Larry and his story and there are people that don't believe him. Uh, and that's not going to change no matter what you or I say. So I've kept well out of it. All I can say when Larry stayed with me, he was a perfect gentleman. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't taking drugs. He wasn't telling lies. He wasn't trying to sell me any Beatles memorabilia. We'll continue with a fascinating discussion with Philip Mantle. Our guest co-host is Curtis Collins. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. This just in, before your doctor gives you another antibiotic prescription that you don't want, get this free report, The Miracle of Garlic, Your First Home Medicine. This free report is filled with easy kitchen remedies for common colds, flus, sore throats, ear infections, and more. Plus, learn to boost your immunity before you get sick. Go now to GCNWellness.com. Just like it sounds, GCNWellness.com to get your free report, The Miracle of Garlic. Click GCNWellness.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Have you checked your ECS lately? We have. We are New Pharma, scientists who specialize in human functions controlled by the endocannabinoid system, or ECS. Let me simplify. Your ECS is involved in physiological processes like appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and immune systems. New Pharma's patent-pending science is the big difference in our natural solutions, formulated for your well-being. For example, our foundation product provides targeted nutrition to support a healthy endocannabinoid system, which is directly responsible for managing and controlling inflammation. This product contains turmeric, which is known as one of the best anti-inflammatories on the planet. Our Allergies product contains sage, which is a very effective decongestant. See all of our amazing capsules, essential oils, and ECS herbal tea at gnuphama.com. New Pharma, your path to wellness begins here. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Kiyosaki, Rogers, and Schiff all concur there's an economic calamity that will be facing this country. My question to you is, do you know when and are you prepared? Most people don't, but my friends over at Republic Monetary Exchange have been leading experts in precious metals to help you offset the coming economic collapse. Right now, for a limited time, they have a free book called The 10 Reasons You Should Own Gold. You simply need to give them a call at 888-772-2929 to get that in your hands. Do not allow the insiders to do what they did to you in 2008, putting your IRAs, 401ks, and savings in jeopardy. You need this book, and you need it now. The 10 Reasons You Should Own Gold. Call 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. There's a reason that the largest investment banking company in the world, J.P. Morgan, just purchased another 50 million ounces of silver. This free book will explain it. 888-772-2929. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Well, we'll leave it there. I don't know whether we want to bring Larry Warren on to the Paracast or not. I know when we had Peter Robbins on, he said he did not want to talk about it, He had published a blog entry, a long blog, about what happened and why. And we provided a link to it. And it hasn't been raised since. So we'll leave it at that. Well, like I say, as far as Larry's concerned, I I had Larry and Peter speak at a a conference of mine, and they were were excellent. I also met um, Larry at a couple of conferences in the United States. I think it's part of the UFO field, though. We get involved in personality issues, for better or worse. It is part of the UFO field, unfortunately, and I've been there and I've done that, and I've had arguments over personalities, and and I look back and I wish I hadn't. So however tempted I may be to to say something um, on social media, you know, I I try to refrain as best as I can, and I think I've, I've managed it pretty good because, you know, got better things to do uh, and i'm not going to waste my, my time on, on, on such things you know i've been seriously ill down the years uh you know and so time is very precious to me and i'm not going to waste it arguing about whether he said she said she said he said and all that i just know it's a waste of time but isn't it true that we have to understand what's going on with these 
controversial situations and set them aside if it turns out to disprove a particular case? Well, the way I look at it, if Mr. Smith was a, a witness to a particular incident, whatever that incident may be, and then at some point further down the line, he's accused of, you know, doing something, you know, illegal or offensive, does that negate his involvement in the original incident way back when? I'm not so sure it does. Maybe, maybe it does. I don't know. But... Um, I, 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 you know, personalities are personalities, but uh, it is an unfortunate part of the UFO research field. And I don't say other fields as well. I'm sure if you're a, you know, a train spotter or enthusiast, that personalities, you know, in certain groups like that will also, I mean, we're all human. We all have personalities. But I, I, keep, I keep well away from it. I, you know, personalities became involved in the Roswell slides but, you know, you, you're not hearing any comments from me, you know, publicly about him or her or it or what or that. So we have to be aware of it, but it, it, it takes our eye off the ball, Gene. It really does. We should just let it go and, and move on. I've got a, a, a question that it's sort of tangential to that, but I see that one of your uh, projects is reprinting um, the book UFO Contact at Pascagoula. That's correct. I am. Yes. That's well, I'm interested in that because uh, that that's a famous Mississippi case for one thing. And uh, the book is book is rare. It was printed in 1983. It's been unavailable for a long time. So I'm glad to see that that'll be available again. But the reason that I mentioned that in, in connection to what we were just talking about was that um, the, the two witnesses uh, Calvin Parker and, and Charles Hickson, after the event, they did a number of appearances at conferences on television shows. And there were, while they seemed credible and their experience seemed genuine, some of the things they became involved with later seemed questionable. And, and uh, it was Calvin Parker who even claimed to have some psychic abilities at one time. Uh, there were there were few further encounters, and they became. Uh, I remember seeing a, a video clip of of uh, Charles Hickson, and he was referring to Professor Adamski. And then at this time, Adamski should have been long discredited. So it just seemed like there were some problems and maybe some gullibility. And it's like if, if you started off as a credible person and you became the ufology and it clouded the issue, it, it sort of reflects badly on the original sighting. I've introduced a lot of things there, but I do want you to kind of comment on some of that. Because the book was published in 1983, if you try and buy a copy, it costs an arm and a leg. So I decided to seek permission to, to republish it, which I, I, I got. Uh, um, so I had to sit down and rewrite it you know, myself, so, which I have done. And there are little bits of, of what you're saying in the book. You know, um, Charles Hickson talks about some of the sightings he had and, and was like almost like a mini contactee afterwards. So that is in the book. Yeah, that part is not hidden. But I've also noticed uh, with other um, UFO witnesses, some famous, some not famous. I mean, I know Betty Hill, I claim to have seen a number of other things down the years. There was um, 
a gentleman here that, that I knew very, very well was a former police officer. Sadly, he's no longer with us. But I think when you total these UFO sightings, they were in the hundreds by the time it finished. Uh, but I have no doubt that originally he did confront the UFO phenomena, whatever it is, you know, up close and personal. And we have a couple of interesting photographs from him as well. So things can at times get kind of muddled afterwards for whatever reason. However, I, you know, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've interviewed a number of abductees here in the UK and met them personally. And I, I know a couple of them became spiritual healers, you know, uh, and they put this down as, as something that happened to them after their encounter, that the encounter itself was responsible for it. It, it. it opened these other senses, if you like. That's what they claimed. So it's not unheard of. And, um, you know, it was a different era back in the, the 1970s when these two gentlemen went public. I, I think the way that the UFO researchers at the time handled them was uh, very different to how we would do it today. For example, they were hypnotized within 48 hours of, of the event, which I, I found astonishing. Um, as being part of Euphora, we, we didn't advocate the use of any kind of hypnosis, although I have sat, sat in on sessions and watched it purely as an observer. And, and, and we know that Calvin... You know, himself, uh, about three weeks after the event, I had a breakdown and uh, was hospitalized. And I think it was a couple more times um, later in his life as well. And, and, and incidentally, uh, I've just spoken to Calvin on the telephone just a couple of weeks ago. So I have made contact with him first by email and then on the telephone. And, and what I have promised to do is send him a copy of of, of the book when it when it's completed which I'm, I'm working on as we speak but it's a fascinating event and, I, and i've before i tracked kelvin down I, I i contacted a number of people who i thought might be able to help and some of whom had met kelvin and i've met charles charles hickson as well and and the set of kelvin of course that you know we irrespective of what he may have claimed he was one of the nicest people that i could ever wish to meet a real a real nice guy and um, so it's a fascinating event, Kurt, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I will publish it shortly if I can get the time to do that. I'm, I'm working on it as we speak. So, um, you know, it should be out within the next few weeks. And it's a fascinating account. And again, I haven't done it for any real monetary reasons, but quite the opposite. I wanted a copy of the book and I paid a fortune for it. And I, I looked at prices online and I thought, wow, is this thing printed in gold leaf? So, you know, I bought a copy and, and read, it, read it again, and I thought, well, th this really needs to be made available. I, I don't like to use this word, but, I'll, but I will do. I'm a fan, if you like, of that type of event and that, that era. Uh, and so it, it was a logical thing for me to want to do. And, and, and uh, when we mentioned MUFON earlier, we're talking about MUFON. When I was trying to find Calvin Parker, I contacted the MUFON representative in Mississippi. I can't remember his name, to be perfectly honest. Let's follow that up. In our next segment, looking back at this case, with Kirk Collins, Gene Steinberg, Philip Mantle, you're in. The Paracast.
You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Have you ever lost your power and wanted to simply flip a switch to get the lights back on? If so, pay close attention because huge discounts are now available in solar generators. Perfect for backup power outages and emergencies. Portable solar generators provide life-saving electrical power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, a solar generator runs quietly, emits no dangerous fumes, and produces an endless supply of electricity from the sun. It's like having an electric power plant running secretly in your own home. Right now, get a $5,000 solar generator for just $995 while supplies last. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more. That's MySolarBackup.com. GCN listeners use coupon code GCN at checkout for this special offer. MySolarBackup.com. Use coupon code GCN. EMP protection available at an additional charge. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralized the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. 
This just in. Before your doctor gives you another antibiotic prescription that you don't want, get this free report, The Miracle of Garlic, Your First Home Medicine. This free report is filled with easy kitchen remedies for common colds, flus, sore throats, ear infections, and more. Plus, learn to boost your immunity before you get sick. Go now to GCNWellness.com. Just like it sounds, GCNWellness.com to get your free report, The Miracle of Garlic. Click GCNWellness.com. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, so we're tracing back the Pascagoula episode, and you're talking to us about how, Philip, you tracked down the details of the case. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was I was trying to track down Calvin Parker, and I knew Charles Hickson was deceased. And uh, I, I contacted the MUFON representative in Mississippi, a gentleman whose, whose name I, I can't remember offhand. And I was astonished, um, because he'd never even heard of it. Oh. Uh, you know, because I was, I was hoping that, you know, it made sense to me that the MUFON rep in Mississippi might be able to help locate him. Well, he'd never heard of the case. All he did was send me a number of links to articles about it online, which I could find for myself. I didn't know. I didn't need to search online. I wasn't after any information. I was just trying to find the gentleman. Anyway, I found him with another colleague's help. We were talking again earlier about, you know, cooperating and working together. It happened in a smaller way in helping me trying to find Calvin Parker. I, I contacted a number of colleagues in different parts, and one of them said, yeah, I have his email from a few years ago, Philip. Here you go. And it still worked. And I, he responded. Uh, he gave me his phone number and I spoke to him on the phone. I will be sending him a copy of the book, you know, out of respect when, it, when it's published, which hopefully won't be long. So, again, it's just another small example of how, you know, working together, we can, we can find an end result. I was amazed when this gentleman in Mississippi had never even heard of the case. I, I really was. But having said that, I also found it a vindication of me wanting to publish the book because they, for all I know, I don't know how old this gentleman is. I might be doing him a disservice. Um, there may be a whole generation uh, of, of, you know, people out there that have never heard about it and can access bits and pieces on the internet, which can be good, bad or indifferent. We know that. So here's the first hand account. And I think the, the author, um, William Mendes has done a, a did a very good job with the book and his research into the case. I mean, he started off as a skeptic. He didn't believe Charlie Hickson. He saw him on the TV at first to begin with. Didn't believe him, and it's only through his research and his investigation as he carried on that he became more and more uh, convinced that you know something authentic had happened to these two gentlemen. And um, I tend to agree with him. You know, after rereading it and rewriting it, so that'll be out soon. And uh, it will be on Amazon as soon as I can get it up there. You know, it's interesting here how we have gone back and looked over some of these older cases. Kevin Randall has done some of that. He recently came out with a book where he looked over the Sicaro, New Mexico case with, you know, some details that hadn't been explored before and also dealing with the claims it was a hoax and kind of putting that aside. He also did a book a while back called Roswell in the 21st Century, 
where he came to the conclusion that certain bits of evidence that were relied on in the past really didn't have enough to sustain them. So certain things that we thought about Roswell, such as the possible alien bodies, didn't have that level of support. And we're seeing also, as we look into the older cases, sometimes they hold up, sometimes they don't. So looking back at Pascagoula and that particular episode is part of that tradition, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, I read Kevin's book, uh, Roswell in the 21st Century, and I think he has it spot on. I really do. I do have right next to me his book, Encounter in the Desert. So, yes, I, I, it's, it's not revisionist history. It's looking back when when we have the opportunity or, or we're prompted to do so for some reason, you know, not just to write a book. There may be something crop up and thinks, well, perhaps, you know, um, we best take another look at that. I mean, they do it in, in the criminal justice system, you know, with people who are convicted or old crimes and they look back at them. And, and one of the reasons that they've done that is because some people were innocent and then, you know, they've looked back at it and, and they've got out of prison. Um, so there's always, a, a, you know, a, a good reason. But it just annoyed me, gentlemen, that, you know, when I want, wanted to buy a copy of the book, you know, it, I think you could, you know, the, the sort of starting asking price was like $75. And it goes anything up to, you know, two or $300 for a copy. And that annoyed the living daylights out of me. So but I did reluctantly buy a copy. And then when I read it again, decided, well, I, I want to republish this and make it, you know, readily available. And you don't get, you're not going to get ripped off if you want to buy a copy. And, and I have a look back. Yeah, I mean, who knows where things will go with Calvin? I'm, 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 I've tried to, to, you know, to offer the hand of, of friendship out there across the Atlantic. And, um, you know, and I've spoken to him and his wife um, as well. And I've said I'll speak to him again in the new year. I'll let Christmas get out of the way. I'll send him a copy of the book. And maybe even maybe, you know, have some information that will, you know, shed light on other things that perhaps we haven't thought about or, like Kurt was saying, he might tell us some of the more exotic things that he claimed were the reasons behind it or not. We'll have to wait and see. You know, you never know. But there's nothing wrong with looking back. It's, it's, it's part of our history. Did you learn anything in going back through this case and looking it over that caused you to change anything or want to change anything in that book? When I look back, I you know, we, we get criticized a lot for, for just being involved in the subject in the first place. And some people claim that, you know, ufology hasn't moved on, it hasn't done anything. Well, like I said, I think the way the two gentlemen were treated um, by ufology and, and, you know, the news media was, you know, diabolical. There is no way when you meet two gentlemen who were clearly as distressed as they were. And that was proven by the, the sheriff's secret tape. Those that aren't aware, they, they reported their encounter to Jackson County's Sheriff's Department and were interviewed there, you know, a couple of hours after this had happened, probably over and over. And at one point, the sheriff left them in a room on their own. And unbeknown to them, he'd left the tape recorder. It was a secret tape recording. And he thought, we'll get them now. And of course, when they played the tape back, it didn't. They continued exactly the way they had. They were worried about what had happened. I think they were almost praying to God at one point. So a lot of emphasis was put on that tape, irrespective of what they may have claimed about psychic powers later on. That you know the tape stands as, as, as very credible evidence that something uh, 
very extraordinary had happened to these two gentlemen, and they were clearly distressed about it. So when you have two people like that so distressed, under such pressure as well from the media, that, I mean, one of the reasons they reported it to the sheriff's department is, is, is because the sheriff said, no, we'll not tell anyone. But of course, the sheriff's department let the story loose. How? Why? I don't. I'm not entirely sure. And, uh, the media, you know, hounded these two gentlemen, and I mean, how, when I say hounded, I really do mean hounded. So I think the last thing they needed was being put under regressive hypnosis. So I think you know we've learnt lessons from that. I would, I would like to think if, if if something like that happened now in Mississippi or here where I live in West Yorkshire, that they'd be treated in a different manner. So I think there's lessons to be learned there. There really is. I wanted to say something about about the case because this was the first thing. This was uh, this happened during my early teens, and I, I really didn't get every detail of the case. But you know, it was in the newspapers, on the television. I mean, it was it was huge, and I think uh, Charles Hickson may have been the only UFO witness to go to, on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. I mean, it was it was a mainstream. Um, there was mainstream coverage of the events, and uh, they were sort of minor celebrities. I think there were a lot of talk show appearances, and, and nothing today receives this kind of attention. Um, so it was it was it had a huge cultural impact, and you know everyone's heard of uh, Travis Walton, but you know this this came later, and uh, it was another unique thing about it was you mentioned the police report. This happened immediately after. And you think how fast things happen today with internet coverage. Well, this was so remarkable that uh, it was reported immediately after it happened. The uh, the hypnosis, the investigation, the publicity was all immediate. You know, the Hill case took years for that to break. And other other people have only recovered memories later after hypnosis. But this was this was happening almost in real time. And it was, it was phenomenal. And it has it's you know even if you don't believe the case it's just the study of it from a cultural perspective it's fascinating and i know that uh, greg bishop is one of his favorite cases and i think it's going to be covered in part in his new book so there's there's a lot of interest in it if it's one of the things that um it it's it does sort of bridge the contact contact era the the modern era and it sort of also begins the, the era where there's like the more dark, sinister aspect to to UFOs and abductions. We're going to continue with this, and I know that Philip has a response to what Kurt just said, and we'll get to that in the next segment. Kurt Collins is our guest co-host. We have Philip Mantle. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, 
and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. This just in. Before your doctor gives you another antibiotic prescription that you don't want, get this free report, The Miracle of Garlic, Your First Home Medicine. This free report is filled with easy kitchen remedies for common colds, flus, sore throats, ear infections, and more. Plus, learn to boost your immunity before you get sick. Go now to GCNWellness.com. Just like it sounds, GCNWellness.com to get your free report, The Miracle of Garlic. Click GCNWellness.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien is off on a special assignment. Kurt Collins is our guest co-host. We got him here at the last minute. Philip Mantle talking about the Pascagoula, Mississippi case in light of the republication of a book about it. A reminder also that we have a second radio show after the Paracast, which extends this show, has other interviews, other information that will be fascinating to you. As Philip mentioned, right now, Greg Bishop is working on a book about contactees with Adam Gorightly. That'll be out soon. We'll have an episode featuring one or both of them. In the meantime, last week's After the Paracast had Greg on it. So isn't that fascinating? But you can only get After the Paracast if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com for more information on how to sign up. Plus.theparacast.com. You also get a version of this show free of the network ads. Philip Mantle, continue. When the incident had, 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 had was finished, um, they didn't want to tell anybody. But it suddenly dawned on these gentlemen. They thought, well, this might happen to someone else, or it could be an invasion. So they, they stopped at a, a public uh, telephone, payphone, and they phoned Keesler Air Force Base. And the, the, it sounded like the, the lady who answered had just been you know, woken up. And she said, oh, the Air Force doesn't deal with anything like that anymore. Ring the sheriff's department. So they, they took off and were going to go home again. And they were actually nearer to home. Then they decided, no, we, we should ring the, the, you know, the sheriff's department. They discussed it between them in the car as they were going. So they rang the sheriff's department and ended up there and, and, and said everything. And Dr. Heineck, Alan Heineck and Dr. Harder were down there within within 48 hours uh, interviewing the men in question and Heineck had a chance to listen to the the, uh, the secret sh- the, the sheriff's tape which Parker and, and Hudson were not aware of at the time and didn't hear it for quite a long time 
he made a statement, did Dr. Hynek, saying, you know, that he, he found these gentlemen to be authentic and, and he believed them. They had a, a, a an encounter, whatever it was. Uh, I don't have his exact quote with me, but that exact quote from Dr. Hynek will be on probably on the back cover of the book. I know it's featured in it. But it was an example, as, as Kurt said. I mean, the two gentlemen looked at the incident differently. Charles Hickson had been a veteran of the Korean War, and Calvin was only 19 at the time, so there was a, quite an age difference as well. And Charlie Hickson thought it was important to tell people about this incident, you know. And I've met others here in the UK who felt exactly the same. They felt that, you know, people must know about it. So whenever he could, he took the opportunity to talk about it, and that was at UFO symposiums, TV. I think this first TV show might have been the Dick Cavett show, whatever that is, uh, you know. And um, But Calvin Parker was quite the opposite. He didn't want to talk about it. And in fact, he'd been living at Charlie's house, and he went back home. He lived, you know, over 100 miles away. And just a few weeks after the event, I had a breakdown and ended up in hospital. So we had the opposite. He did not want to talk about it to anyone. And he, one of the things that William Mendes says in, in writing the book, there were times when they had no idea where, where Calvin was. You know, when they tried to contact him, he did not, you know, it affected him so badly. He wasn't hiding, trying to keep away from people. It's just the, the effect it had on him. And I've, I've interviewed a young, a young man here many, many years ago, and he was very similar to that. He didn't have a breakdown. He wasn't proud of and it terrified the, the, the living daylights out of him. And he did not like talking about it, even to me. And um, so, I, you know, I can understand that. And it is a fascinating account. I'm saying you're not, you don't have to agree with it. You can look at this account from whatever way you want. Like Kurt was saying, from even from a cultural uh, perspective. But it is truly fascinating. And I will be making it available pretty soon. And if you two gentlemen would like a copy of the manuscript in advance, I, I gladly send you it, you know, on email. Not, not a problem. Um, with the greatest of pleasure. We we did have a few questions from listeners. Gene, did we want to, to bring those in? This is a good time. Yes, go ahead. There was one about, now this is a change of subject, but this is from Ron Away. He's from Liverpool, and he says, uh, earlier this year, I and two other Paracast listeners, Goggs and Spectre 73, went to a paranormal conference, conference in Falkirk. I can only speak for myself when I say that I found the event to be slightly ludicrous and felt left feeling jaded and disappointed. Having never been to one before and not wanting to give up after my first attempt, are there any events coming to the UK in 2018 that you would recommend? There are events uh, in the UK. I'm not directly involved with any of them, so I have no vested interest. But I spoke at one this year in Hull, which is in East Yorkshire, and it was organised by uh, Out to Limits magazine, which is a free online magazine published bi-monthly. And it was their first event, and it, it, it went down very well. So next year, they're doing another one. It's in September. It's Out to Limits magazine. We were talking about this particular incident earlier on, but one of their main speakers is Colonel Holt from, you know, Reddlesham. He was the deputy base commander and one of the main witnesses at the time. So Colonel Holt would be one of the main speakers, there will be a different perspective. There'll be Mary Rodwell from Australia, although she's originally from the UK. 
looking at close encounter cases, as well as local UFO researchers, John Hansen and Paul Sinclair uh, and Chris Evers as well. So it is all about UFOs. There's no paranormal involved in it whatsoever. I would certainly recommend that, uh, knowing the gentleman that organized it was organized this year. And I've met the Colonel only briefly some years back, and, and uh, so I'm sure be, that that would be one I would I would recommend. There are others that happen up and down the country, you know, because I have no vested interest in any of them. I'm not a member of anything, so you have to take your pick. Sometimes take your choice, but I could recommend that one because I know the people involved. There was a question from Blowfish, who had who had asked. Well, he wanted to ask about the secret space program. We we covered that, but he did want to know about. I, I, this is this is something people frequently want I, I, to know, and I'm sure that you've answered this before. He wants to know what you considered your best UFO sighting, but he also asks uh, about debunked cases. So, uh, if you could give us an example of of one of your best cases and one of the cases that you thought had been you know, eliminated and, and and explained a hoax or otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, not far from where I live and. Back in the early 1980s, um, we had a telephone call from a lady who, who started to say, you won't believe me, you won't believe me. And she was called Mrs. Westerman. And she lived in a, a small mining town called Normanton in West Yorkshire. Myself and Mark Wurzel from Old Society interviewed the lady. And the sighting she had was uh, on a, a summer's day. She was washing the dishes uh, after lunch. She lived in an elevated house. She actually went up the stairs to her front door. The children were playing a ball game outside. Uh, same ball game I played when I was their age. Five children. And uh, it was a lovely summer's day. The ball went into the air that the children were playing with. And they saw this object come out of the sky at an angle, stop in mid-air and drop to the ground. Now, where they lived was a cul-de-sac. Beyond the cul-de-sac were some fields and some trees and some electricity pylons. So they run in the house and they said, Mum, Mum, there's an aeroplane crashed in the field. So Mrs. Westerman came out of the front door. Like I said, it's an elevated house. And from that position, you could see across the field. And what she could see was what she described to me as a Mexican hat shaped object on the ground but it was silver in color so she got the children they walked across the field at one point they went down a small dip so they lost sight of this this object up the other side of the dip and there was a fence around this field because they had electricity pylons in it and now not only was this object there there was three tall men yeah all in white all dressed in white with a visor over their face they got so close they could see that they didn't have gloves on. They had mittens. Let's talk about mittens in our next segment with Philip and Curtis and Jean. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. 800-535-7789 That's 800-535-7789 A commemorative President Trump dollar for only $5? Yes, the historic Trump dollar starts at only $5 at trumpdollar.us Choose from our unique three-coin collection in gold, silver, and copper The Vote Trump Dollar, Inaugural Trump Dollar, and Make America Great Again Trump Dollar. Available only at TrumpDollar.us. Minted in the USA, our Trump Dollars commemorate President Trump's patriotic stand. Order your Trump Dollar collection today in time for Christmas delivery at TrumpDollar.us. That's TrumpDollar.us. When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-962-5369. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-962-5369. Again, that's 1-800-962-5369. If you or someone you care about loves outdoor adventure, then check out Slingbow.com for some unique holiday gift ideas. That's Slingbow.com, where we have some innovative new products for the archer, hunter, or bow fishing enthusiast in your family. Now through January, use the promo code HOLIDAY to get free shipping in the U.S. or Canada. And from all of us at Slingbow Industries, have a safe, joyous, and peaceful holiday season. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. 
That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Okay, there's a point here. Philip Mantle, they're wearing mittens, not gloves. Not gloves, they were very close. And the children wanted to climb the fence and get into the field, but their mum held them back. And at this point, these, these men walked to the rear of this thing and took off whence it had came. And now we interviewed this lady and all the children. We even interviewed one of the children's friends. Now, he hadn't been a witness the event, what he'd been playing with the children, and he'd gone home to his own house for lunch and then come back. And he was a bit a bit miffed that he hadn't witnessed it, but he, he told us, you know, about all the excitement. Now, this was a mining community. There was coal mine. It's a big coal mining industry in the area, or it was at the time. Uh, and whilst this is not scientific, I grew up in a very similar environment. My father worked down the coal mine all his life. And these were the type of people I've grown up with. So we came to the conclusion that, you know, this story was either real or they were lying. And I couldn't find any reason why they were lying at all. But what did perplex Mrs. Westerman was the fact that this was a lovely summer's day. Lots of people were about. There is a main motorway, what you probably call a highway, right next to them. Yet nobody else came forward. Nobody, she expected it to be in the newspaper the next day or on TV or whatever. Not a thing. And down the years, we've, we've run the story a couple of times in the, in the local press, uh, and we've had no more feedback. So it was one that's always stuck with me. I, you know, you can call it your best or whatever, you, and it, it's one that's always stuck in my head. The other part of the question is, is you know, is there an incident you've been involved with that's been explained, found to be fake, well, you know, I was involved, rightly or wrongly, with, with the alien autopsy film. And, of course, after many years, it took me many years of extensive research, working with colleagues at times in different parts of the world, but eventually I got to the bottom of it all. It was one big hoax made for money. I know the man that, that led the team that faked it and, and most of the ins and outs of how it was made. And, of course, in 1995, it itself was a huge phenomenon around the world. It was on Fox TV in the United States, on Channel 4 here, newspapers, magazines, I mean, you name it. I got quite a lot of stick for, for being involved in it from, from all quarters because, rightly or wrongly, what I did, I publicly, I, I tended to support the gentleman who released it, which was Ray Santilli. Uh, but that was something I, I did on purpose because behind the scenes I was trying to figure out what was what was going on. I was working with colleagues on it in different parts of the world. So there was two sort of sides to my research. There was the public one and there was the one that I kept secret from Ray Santilli. You know, I've even heard from him this, this year. I, you know, it, it never stops, but it is a hoax. There are people who still believe it's authentic, but it's not. It is one big hoax. It was a sensation at the time. They have the, the one that I, I, I think is, I say is one of my top ten, and there is something else that turned out to be a, a, a huge money-making hoax. And, and I hope that answers the gentleman's question. I, I believe you have a, a book on that, but is there, and, and isn't, uh, there's a site, I've forgotten now, the model maker, doesn't he have a, a film or a site out for if somebody wants more information on that, that hoax? Well, yeah, I have a book. I wrote a book about it. It's called Roswell Alien Autopsy. It's available online. 
The gentleman who led the team that faked it is called Spiros Malaris. Spiros is, is a character in his own right. You know, he, he first trained as a young man to be a motor mechanic. He then went on to be a, a magician, which he still is. He's a, he's a working magician. He also is a, a filmmaker, businessman. So he's got many, uh, many different talents to him. It's a long story of how he became involved with Ray Santilli and, and he made the film, you know. And so he's the guy that made it. He, he just so happened his friend was a, uh, a sculptor of some repute. Uh, his friend, you know, sculpted the, the, the dummies, made the, made the dummies. And it was all planned, you know, the, the um, Spiros' girlfriend at the time, she studied the, the medical side of things, so they got that right. All the props were hired from um, different places and sent to different addresses so nobody could, you know, cross-check. So it was planned very well. And I've seen all of Spiros' information on this. He's, you know, he's, he kept a diary at the time. I've seen all his research files. He even did, did uh, you know, paintings uh, about the, the, the subject to, to, um, to give him a, an idea of what to do. A storyboard, you might say. And huge research files. I mean, folders upon folders of them. Uh, faxes from Kodak and a whole host of other things. So it, it, it was very well done, I have to admit, but it was a hoax. And Spiros now is trying to set the record straight because, according to him, and I have no reason to disbelieve him, they didn't make it for any money. The original idea was to release it and then six months later maybe, you know, hold, hold their hands up and say, well, look how well we did. But Ray Santilli, you know, cried wolf. So Spiros just went on his way and left them to it. He was amazed when when he finally looked into it how much money that had been made of it. So he's not after uh, any financial reward. He's just trying to set the record straight. He's, he's working on his own book. I have read some of it. He's not finished. So, he, he, you know, he is available. You should interview him, Gene. He'll give you quite a story, I can assure you. But um, it is a hoax. And in a book, you know, there are people who will not believe it's hoax, no matter what I say or what Spiros says or anyone else will not convince them otherwise. But that's the way it goes, I'm afraid. Isn't that really part and parcel of what we see in the UFO field over the years? We expose a hoax. It's gone, complete. We know this is fake. And then it just keeps coming back. And I'll give you one example of a case that seems to return all the time is Aztec, New Mexico. And there's a million reasons why I think that there's no providence to that story. In fact, we had someone, a retired engineer who lived in Aztec back in 1948. He went to a class reunion and asked all the people he knew, did this happen? Nobody remembers it. The incident didn't occur to anyone until the Scully book was written. A bestseller, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's the will to believe for whatever reason, Gene, Kurt. You know, there is that reason, that will to believe. And, you know, there's a gentleman here, he has a, a Facebook page all about the alien autopsy film, and he's, he's, he's questioned me extensively. And I've, I've answered, you know, all of his questions. There's been some of which I, I've had to say I don't know because I don't you know answer to him but i've answered everything and he he you know santilli himself has all has come out with a different story but of course 
when that happens, then of course the men in black get involved, or government cover-ups, or you know, and, and it's just you know why people you know want to believe. I mean that you know I met uh, many years back a gentleman. I believe his name is Glenn Stecklin, lovely guy, but he runs the George Adamski Foundation. We were offered someone from this foundation very recently to come on the Paracast. Got more to come with Philip Antle, Curtis Collins, Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, Hey, try this. Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2979-855-700-2979-855-700-2979. That's 855-700-2979. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. 
If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-557-0158. That's 800-557-0158. Again, 800-557-0158. This is Leslie Kane and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information and you are listening to the Paracast. Old UFO tales never die. Now, I would have thought that the Georgia Dempsey case died years ago. As we know, our old friend, the late Jim Mosley, actually published a Georgia Dempsey expose edition back in 1957. We've got the text of it linked online at the jimmosley.com website. Thanks to Kurt Collins, by the way, for putting up all that material. And... Jim did a really credible job with the writers he was working with, with no budget whatever, really pulling apart the Adamski story. Even the people who supposedly were witnesses didn't really witness anything. But the case never dies. We had Timothy Good on the show a couple of three years ago, and he seemed to believe in Adamski now. Then we have this foundation or something where they offered me someone, a representative, And I had some back and forth with the person who wrote me. And none of the things, none of the facts that exposed Adamski were even on their radar. They never heard of it. They heard one version of the case being Adamski's version. And all the exposés of the photographs and everything else, they knew nothing about it. And we're talking about something that happened decades ago. The issue should have been over and done with. And that's what happens in this field. I was a firm believer in it. Um, and there's a gentleman, I think it's called Gerard Artson. I met a few years back. He's from continental Europe. Wrote a book about uh, Adamski. Like I said, I met Glenn Stecklin uh, many years back in, at a conference in, in Dusseldorf in Germany. Uh, and he runs the, I believe he still runs the George Adamski Foundation. So, you know, the will to believe is there, Gene. And, and there's no matter what you say to to these people who believe in these incidents, will change their mind. You know, it's as simple as that. And, and, and it's something we have to be aware of. And again, move on. You know, why are you going to waste your time trying to convince somebody when no matter what you say, we'll do that? You know, so tried with a gentleman here in, in the UK who firmly believes in, in uh, the alien autopsy film. He's not alone. There's a small band of them. But they won't listen. So if they won't listen, then I'm sorry, gentlemen. But, you know, again, I've got better things to do with my time and I'll, I'll move on. All the evidence that I've accumulated was published in my book. It's there if you want to buy it. I'll, I'll even make it free to anyone that, that contacts me. I'll send them a copy on email. You know, it's as simple as that. I'm not paid by the government or been accused of that in the past. 
I'm some kind of government informant. I wish I was. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at that age now. I should be drawing my pension. Where's my government pension? It's not in my bank account, which is ironic because when the alien autopsy film came out, I was even accused of being Ray Santilli's accomplice and being on his payroll. Well, again, if I was on his payroll, I don't know which bank account he paid me into, but it wasn't mine. You know, it's it's just nonsense. It really is. But, you know, move on. Let, leave him to it, Gene. You know, that should be a badge of honor that you're a government agent because it means you have another source of income. Hey, that's good. Maybe they're paying me enough money. You know, another $100,000 a year on the side. That'd be nice. It would be great. I wish, I wish but, you know, and I, you know, I saw one gentleman, you know, quite openly say it on a, on a, a video we made that, you know, I was a government insider. Insider what? You know, I, I've just retired. I work for the bank. Um, you know, it's nothing to do with the government. Before that, I worked in industry. So uh, it's, it's, it's a bizarre part of the the whole subject matter. Uh, and, and, you know, I would say the paranormal, not just UFOs, anything, it's a, it's a fact of life. We have to live with it. Simple as that. I came across a, a passage in a Jacques Vallée book, and he was referring to someone. He didn't he didn't quote it, but he said that a skeptic had noted that that once a person accepts a, an unusual belief, that even if it's disproven, that their belief does not go back to the baseline before. So, for example, in George Adamski, they might grudgingly accept that he was a hoaxer, but they believed the basic story that he said, or at least the possibility of an ambassador from Venus. So that's uh, it seems to change them fundamentally, and especially if you grow up with those beliefs, it's really hard for for someone to reset and say, well, no, this isn't true. I mean, it's almost like a religious upbringing. So it, it, I'm sure you've met people like that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, you know like I said, I'm, I'm from believing a whole range of things that uh, no matter what you say, no matter what proof you might offer. Uh, for example, you know, the MJ-12 documents, I think they've been conclusively uh, shown to be fake. But there are those that, you know, well, I've met, oh, yeah, okay, you know, they may be fake. However, I believe they were based on real documents, so they, they used that trick. It's, like, it's the same with the alien autopsy film. Well, yeah, it may be a fake, but I believe that Ray Santilli really did see the real film and had it remade, you know. How can you win in, in an argument like that? If they, they want to believe such things, you know, fair enough, leave them to it. It's, it's, it, it's a fact of the, of the subject, I'm afraid, and, and uh, we have to live with it. There's a question that uh, from um, Angelo, and he asks, when someone presents a possible UFO case, what do you look for in terms of making sure it isn't a waste of time? How can you tell if the person is not a kook or just lacks critical thinking to determine if something is truly anomalous. And I want to expand beyond that to ask you that how do, how do people interested in the topic keep from investing in the wrong authors and in, in cases like MJ-12 or other things that have polluted it? So uh, if you could just kind of provide some guidance there. It's not, it's not easy. A lot of it's down to experience. I mean, I consider myself fortunate when I you know, began my involvement in this subject. Uh, and one of the things they 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 taught um, taught me was 
to know your location where you live to begin with. You know, know where your local airport is, your heliport, and so on. And, and also know something about the night sky. For example, here in the UK now, if you get up early in the morning, you know, Venus and Jupiter in conjunction, they're, they're, they look like they're next to each other in the morning sky. In fact, they're not. They're, you know, millions upon millions of miles apart. And things like that. So it always depends on what kind of sighting is reported to you in the first place. For example, I know where the airport is. If somebody reports some red and green flashing lights at 10.15, it's probably the inbound from Spain. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. You know, I know if somebody said, oh, you know, I got up this morning at 4.30 to, you know, go to work and there was these two huge lights in the sky. Well, I know it's Jupiter and so on. But you can also have someone that is a little bit, shall we say, eccentric, but nonetheless he's telling the truth. So a lot of it is down to experience and it is dependent on the, the sighting that comes to you. For example, photographs. Today, you know, just recently I've had, for whatever reason, a number of alleged UFO photographs come my way. And one of the things I've said is that instantly now you must look upon them in a sceptical manner because of the software that is available for home computers and so on, that they can make all kinds of things. So you automatically, in those instances, in my opinion, take a sceptical stance. Whereas in the past, although it wasn't impossible to fake photographs, of course, it was that bit more difficult. And uh, so it, it just depends. It just depends on what is reported to you in the first place, is how, is how you judge it and how you investigate it. And... Uh, you know, and, and some of it is experience. I'm, I, I've been involved for a long time. I have made mistakes uh, along the way, but that's because I'm human. You know, I'm not perfect. Uh, and people will perpetrate hoaxes for whatever reason. You know, there's, there's a, a hundred and one reasons why that people perpetrate a hoax. So, you know, you have to uh, be on your guard and be cautious. But nonetheless, uh, you know, we have to remember that there, you know, do we have a responsibility to point them in people in the right direction? And we're on about, you know, the MJ12 documents. I mean, if you speak to Stanton Friedman, for example. Let's go into MJ12 and other stuff in our next segment with Philip Mantle and Kurt Collins and Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. We all have heard about the benefits of fish oils, but what about the presence of heavy metals, PCBs, dioxins, furans, and other contaminants found in fatty tissues of fish? GCNteam.com recognizes this risk and offers IFOS certified tested omega-3 fatty acids. EPA, DHA, insist on IFOS omega-3 fatty acid certification. Get the best at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Hi, I'm Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Every new parent dreams of bringing their baby home for the first time. But some babies are born too sick or too soon to come home right away. That's why Famous Footwear supports the life-saving research and programs of the March of Dimes, the leading nonprofit organization for pregnancy and baby health. Help us give every baby a fighting chance so that more babies can come home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.org. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, one thing I like Stanton Friedman, I've known him for several decades. 
I think to the end of his days, he will never recant on MJ-12 unless the person who wrote MJ-12 says, hey there, I did it. Well, yeah, I mean, Stones until this day will, will argue, you know, his case that they are authentic, um, despite all the negative information about them uh, that's, that's readily available. Similar with Roswell, you know, and just recently, I, I, re- I think it was this year, I read a quote in a newspaper from Stanton saying that he believed that aliens had interfered with our space uh, flights and that it's one of the reasons why half of the missions to Mars have been a failure. In other words, it wasn't down to equipment or human error, but, you know, they've been interfered with by the aliens. And I found that astonishing. I really did. So I, I emailed Santon and asked him if this uh, quote it was correct. And to my amazement, he said yes. So there you go. Um, I mean, we all have our, our own belief systems, uh, despite we may say we don't. I think it's just part of human nature. We do. You know, I, I look upon my, my, my job as a UFO researcher to, to try and do the best job I can and make information available. And hopefully somebody somewhere will be able to make sense of it. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying I can. I have my own opinions. Doesn't mean I'm right, of course. And I have my own conclusion. They have changed down the years, and I'm sure they'll change again before I, I, I shuffle off this, this morsel coil. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. But you're right. You know, no matter what, people like Stan, whom I, you know, I know and respect, will argue their cause no matter what. Simple as that. Well, I know I've been following this thing for a long time, and I, over the years, have come to disbelieve a lot of things in the UFO field that I might have accepted early on. Because in the early days, you know, I read the stuff from Major Donald Kehoe. UFOs are spaceships. Maybe they're from Mars, because they were talking about Mars then. You know, they still were talking about the canals on Mars. I think they were steeped in the fiction writings of Edgar Rice Burroughs and John Carter of Mars. And they were talking about this stuff. And even after we realized that there's no evidence of life on Mars, except on the Supergirl TV show with the Martian Manhunter character, there's no evidence of life on Mars. Oh, by the way, they have them beneath the surface of the planet. You know, we still had the theories voiced by the people from the 50s like Major Kehoe. Nothing has changed in the field. We still talk about disclosure. Do you think the governments have anything whatever to disclose? Or would they be put in a position where they have no idea what's going on? Well, no, I don't. I mean, disclosure, it it kind of makes me chuckle. I'm, I'm maybe fortunate because I've been involved for so long, but when you have been involved as long as I have, you realize that in inverted commas, the disclosure is, goes around in circles. I mean, it, it pops up every five or ten years. Not that long ago, it was Operation Right to Know. It was the same thing. It was disclosure with a different name. And it never comes. We know, you know, governments keep secrets. It is their duty to keep secrets. It's, it's the way governments, you know, work. But just because something is kept secret doesn't mean anything. I had a friend um, who worked in a textile mill, and they used to make cloth. And he told me, he said, I've signed the Official Secrets Act. What for? He made cloth. He said, yeah, some of the cloth we make 
is actually used in military uniforms. So we have to sign the official secrets act. So just because it's a secret doesn't mean there's anything sinister uh, behind it. I mean, our official secrets act was was, was brought in uh, for the First World War, you know, 100 years ago. So it's well out of date. But it is the duty of governments to keep secrets, but it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything sinister. It's been my conclusion that they know less or maybe just as much as we do, but certainly not necessarily any more. And, and when our MOD files are being released, there, are, there is some interesting items in it, but it's clear that the MOD were as baffled as the rest of us because we don't actually investigate UFOs. We investigate UFO sighting. There is a difference. I can't give you a UFO, gentlemen, to investigate. And there's nothing I can show you to put under the microscope, but I can give you UFO sightings. So the, you know, the two are entirely different. And it's the same with our, certainly our government. When you look through their files, they are not, on the, on the occasion when they have taken an interest in certain events, they've got nothing that they can study any differently than you or I can. They may have more resources and have more money, but at the end of the day, they do pretty much the same as you or I would. They would speak to the witnesses and so on uh, and see if there's any rational explanation. Uh, and that's the same in the Blue Book files. So I don't think they know any more than us. I, I really don't. Um, no matter what part of government they may be, at the end of the day, they're all the same as you and I. They're all human. So they can't do anything much different than we can, really, no matter what they've got. Uh, unless you are of the opinion that they've got trash sources and, and aliens and, and uh, you know, whatever else, secret space programs flying from Mars and setting off here, there and everywhere. If you believe that, then fine. But I can't give you a piece of an alien spacecraft, gentlemen, for you to study. Uh, it just it's not there. We're about to run out of time, so let me just say this quickly. I have voiced the theory here that what we see in terms of UFOs, even if it represents an alien technology, is not what they really are like. That a technology hundreds or thousands of years beyond us, we wouldn't even recognize. It'd be like magic, as some people have said. Oh, I, I agree entirely with you, Gene. I mean, I think it was it Carl Sagan who said that. I mean, one of the books I published, UFOs of Romania, Dan said, for example, you know, if you put a, a TV in a in an ants colony, the ants would be aware of it and they could crawl all over it and know there's something there, but they never in a zillion years would be able to make any sense out. And we could be the you know that version of the ants colony. So it was an interesting way of looking at it. So I would agree with you, yes. Well, there you go. It would be something just so beyond our understandings. So like in the movie Contact, the aliens appear to us, or whatever the force is behind UFOs, in a way that we can understand, or we are interpreting what we see in a way we understand. It's it's something that's, earthbound or somewhere else still remains to be seen but like Whitley Strieber said to me many years ago we're learning to ask better questions Philip and I think it was it was exactly right well maybe the problem we have with UFO field is we're asking the wrong questions Philip Mantle for those who want to find out more about what you do where can they check you out 
I just you can find my blog. Just search Flying Express. I'm on there. I'm on Facebook. You know, I'm on there regularly. You'll easily find me. Um, you know, and uh, it's been a great pleasure speaking to you, gentlemen. Okay, you can find us on Twitter. Look for the Paracast. You can also find Chris O'Brien's site, OurStrangePlanet.com. We have a pair of Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. They're not owned by Russia. Therefore, we're just there. We also have After the Paracast, our second radio show that accompanies this one, where you never know what's going to happen next. You can definitely download the show and get a copy of this show free of the network ads. If you join the Paracast Plus, go to plus.theparacast.com. That's plus.theparacast.com. Prices start at just $1.49 a week. And we offer lifetime subs with free books and all sorts of goodies. Kurt Collins, if our listeners want to know more about your work, where can they check you out? Blueblurrylines.com. Blueblurrylines.com. That's a tongue twister, sir. It is. I, I, I wrote it, and when I tried to say it, I realized I might have made a mistake. But that's we're stuck with it now, so check out my articles there. Oh, and then also you mentioned the uh, Jim Mosley site. So, you know, I'm hoping to update some things there, too. JimMosley.com. It's been fun. Philip Mantle, thanks for joining us on the Paracast this week. My pleasure, gentlemen. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.